Look what's going on with price at the pump. They've been inching up, I mentioned at the top of the show, to 341 a gallon for the national average. That's up from 328 just a month ago. So something to keep an eye on and something to discuss with David Williams, investor and forecaster at Page Trader, joining us this morning to talk energies. David, welcome. Let's begin with WTI back to 80 to begin the week. Yeah, good morning, Ben. Thank you for having me on the program. So, yeah, we are seeing the increase at the pump. Uh, I know many of my friends have complained about uh, that, given uh, the fact that it, we're trying to work on inflation, we're trying to get things to come down. Uh, crude oil is its own thing. China, as you know, continues to play a huge factor in the crude oil outlook uh, as China's oil demand uh, continues to rise uh, from the reopening from the COVID restrictions after nearly three years. Um, the reopening is putting pressure on global oil demand, and nearly probably half of this year's demand growth is likely to come from China. You know, putting pressure on global oil demand in terms of growth and also, you know, putting pressure on the market and supporting prices. It seems like last week you had Russia announcing that uh, output cut 500,000 barrels per day, I think it was. Yeah, the 5% cut that Russia is looking for relatively small, but it has some meaning. There, there's a, a fight between Saudi Arabia and Russia for the Chinese demand business, uh, where I believe uh, Saudi Arabia has contracts, uh, or Russia maybe is the one that has the contracts that allows them to sell it for less money. And they're, they're trying to get as much in there as they can. But to give an idea to your listeners, um, Russian oil production uh, was about 10,000 barrels a day, approximately, in 2022. However, just in the first month of uh, this year, of January 2023, Chinese consumption was over uh, 15 million barrels per day. So you get a real sense that China is really pushing a lot of the global demand. Mm -hmm. Oil shouldn't be going down for quite some time. I mean, we're gonna have our usual ups and downs. And if I may, I'll, I'll say that since November, our key level in crude oil, that we've been forecasting that if they can close monthly above $75, that would put oil in a stronger position. And you can see we have closed every month for the last three, four months above 75, and we've tested it several times. So that's an important line in the sand for us. If February closes above $75, we think crude is gonna be heading up to $88 and even $91 as soon as, or as early as March. You know, and that does seem to have oil in a bit of a stronger position. To your point, we just looked at how it's above the 50-day moving average here. Now, I want to get more into the technicals in terms of your expectations. Potentially, it sounds like you just called for 91 into the end of March here, David. But first, uh, in addition to, uh, well, China, as you mentioned, I brought up Russia, obviously, a focal point for investors and traders into the end of the week. But this week, we've got OPEC and the IEA. They're going to provide us with their uh, monthly oil reports. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Everybody's going to watch that. That's somewhat equivalent to the Fed interest rate report yeah. uh, for the markets. Yeah. Uh, a big point of uh, a very important point for traders to be uh, watching for and to make judgments from. You know, these reports, uh, when we talk about the Fed or we talk about uh, any of these other bodies with, related to uh, oil, when they come out, there can be very explosive movement. Uh, most of your listeners know that there can be very fast moves that the market can make in a very short period of time. And I think it's smart for traders in some cases to not place an outright bet one way or the other, but to wait for the announcement to come out. At least this is what we do. And we may miss some of the move, but yeah. we will make less money, but with more certainty.
Yeah. And I think certainty is what most traders are really looking for. I think it's important to remember, and sometimes we forget as traders, you don't have to be first. Uh, oftentimes, if it's a real move, you'll get some follow through, some continuation. In terms of fast yes. moves, I pulled up some charts before we brought you in and mentioned there's this bit of a ceiling right now up around 83. You mentioned, uh, again, uh, 91. I'd imagine we'd see some fast movement in that direction if it, well, one was news driven, a breakout above mm -hmm. this level. We're looking at the December, I'm sorry, January highs. Uh, two, ultimately, I mean, just from a technical standpoint, you could see the significance of this upper level. We found some resistance here in the past, David. Yeah, we have. And we also believe that on the way up, there should be some profit taking. If we do get that move up, we stay above 75. We close above 75 in February. Sorry. We get that move up. We think 88 is an important initial profit taking target. And I do want to say, Ben, that just in case some unusual flip around happens, and that can happen, if the market starts closing, crude oil starts closing, as an example, February below uh, the $75 mark, that definitely puts the market in a much weaker position temporarily. And then we would be looking uh, somewhat shockingly at $58 crude oil. We don't really think that's likely gonna happen, but until we close the month of February, we think that there still is a little window of time where something like that could happen. You know, we were talking about uh, crude and the tie to obviously U.S. inflation, but this is a global narrative. I mean, and we're going to talk in the next block about the EU and some of the uh, expectations for inflation there actually just came mm -hmm. down recently. I mean, I, I'd imagine, again, that some of the revisions we're seeing, whether it be from the Fed's expectations in terms of how aggressive they need to be or some of these other central banks uh, and revisions in terms of uh, uh, growth and uh, some of the demand narratives you're pointing to as far as China and the expectations that will increase. I mean, this is all obviously uh, uh, kind of expectation, speculation, but I mean, when we see, uh, you know, crude prices on the rise again, it sort of puts that kind of into uh, a little bit of, um, I guess, uh, you know, it's walking the fine line, I guess is what I'm thinking here, it could potentially yeah. create a shift for the Fed and some of these other central banks, something that they'd have to deal with. And this kind of is what they've talked about in terms of the ability and the need to be uh, much more uh, limbo, limber in terms of uh, responding to price pressures. And this is one area where they could definitely come from. Yeah, you know, on your discussion with uh, Kevin just before we came on, Kevin was talking about that the Fed is getting pressed into a corner here uh, with regard to trying to control inflation. And I know they want to go to 5% and so on, Fed funds rate and so on. They may have to do more and faster. Uh, it, was an, it was a relief that they did the uh, half point this time or, or the quarter point. But I have to say that they, I, I agree with Kevin that we're going to see the Fed under pressure to make further cuts. And that's, that's looming, that's around the corner. You know, uh, when you're talking energies, I kind of am reminded of that uh, Sesame Street skit, right? Which one is not like the others or which one isn't playing along, mm -hmm. I think it was. I mean, obviously, natural gas has seen quite the opposite in terms of price activity, while crude's kind of firmed. If anything, starting to inch its way back to those January highs. I mean, natural gas just continues lower uh, as it recently has been and uh, it's been, well, taking out and holding below that $3 level. Yeah, the natural gas market is, as we've talked so many times, it's a beast and it has really gone counter to the crude oil position. Both of those markets have their own fundamentals. Some of those tie in with each other, some of them don't. Uh, natural gas really had a big run and this is effectively a crash in the natural gas market. Yeah. 
Uh, you know, uh, it's not something that we directly forecast in. Occasionally we do, but uh, it's for short-term stuff, multi-day stuff, rather than our longer-term views like we do with crude oil, S&P, and so on. Um, speaking of S&P, we do have a couple of thoughts on it, if you want to go over that for a moment. I do, real quick. I just want to shift from this daily sure. chart because this is, uh, again, an absolute meltdown. Here you can see down to 334, but taking a look here, I'm sorry, 234, but you can see again how this is, uh, well, if lower uh, this week, it looks like, what, one, two, three, four, five. It looks like something like nine out of the last 10, 10 out of the last 11 to the downside. I mean, natural gas mm -hmm. has been coming off. You've got some levels for us to keep an eye on the S&Ps as well here, David? Yeah, regard, thank you, Ben. Regarding the S&P, uh, since last year, since April of last year, our forecast was that the S&P would decline to 37.30 and do so into the first quarter of 2023. As it turned out, the S&P came down and did the 37.30 in the last quarter of 2022. So while that number is now complete, we still view the first quarter of this year as very important for a possible retest of 37.30, as hard as that may be believed right now. Having said that, we currently believe that continued daily closes in the S&P above 4,077 keeps the S&P, not too far from where we are, yeah. above 4,077 keeps the S&P in a strong position where a fast advance to 4,367 and 4,400 or higher can occur in this month, hmm. February or March. So for us at this point, any daily or especially weekly close below 4,077 would be an important failure point and an indication for sharply lower prices. So I hope that gives your listeners an idea that we are bullish with the market above 4,077 for a fast and even possibly explosive move up to 4,367 during this month or slightly into March. Okay, sounds like we're at a pivotal level here right now, again, yeah. around this 4,100 level, David. So uh, we'll have you back in the near future to follow up on that uh, uh, forecast and some of the other levels you brought to our attention as well. We'll keep an eye on David Williams, investor forecaster at Page Trader. Always a pleasure to have you on the show.